Welcome and thank you for choosing the Mental Mindset Podcast presented by DBC Sports Psychology. Mental Mindset is hosted by Andrew Tosi and Zach Perkins, who will discuss mental skills, tips, and tricks to help you, your child, or your athletes be the best version of themselves in and out of sports. We hope you enjoy this week's Mental Spark. Welcome to another episode of the Mental Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach, and it is week two of season two. Here we go. Wow, it's very exciting. I still can't believe that people want to listen to us, but I uh, i mean, I appreciate it. I like speaking into a mic. Mic check, one, two. Sounds good, right? I literally have nothing to say to you at all. <laughs> this is what you get when we tape on a Friday afternoon. I don't know what to tell you, but I don't tell you. But hey, how's, uh, how's everything been? How's life? How you feeling? Good. It was a quiet week this week. We did have practice, obviously. Uh, no games this weekend, so a little, little rest, a little relaxation. We'll get back into it Monday, and a uh, big weekend for us next weekend. So I'm excited for that and excited for what the team's going to look like. Yeah, you got the uh, the pro day, right, kind of thing? You're playing in a pro arena on Saturday night, the 11th? Yeah, we are. Yep, we're going to be playing uh, at the DCU Center in Worcester. Um, it's wild. It's uh, Tickets to our game gets you into the game afterwards as well. Uh, but yeah, just going to be getting after it. Big game with Worcester State, obviously crosstown rival there. So uh, it's exciting. I think that's, you know, that's a game it never really takes much to get up for. You kind of know what, what's at stake every time you play them. And to have it be in an arena like that, where it's a pro arena, I think is just going to kind of adds to it, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they better show up, right? I mean, that's the whole thing, but it is, it is what it is. And I'm sure that they will. So um, yeah, man, it's been a, uh, it's been a, chill kind of week it's kind of nice and you know you and I were talking about like what to even talk about on the podcast and I I really didn't know and I don't really still know honestly I'm kind of just gonna vent a little and maybe kind of see where it goes it's not even really a vent session it's more of a realization I had about my own life that I think a lot of people might go through I get, I get asked a lot like like how did you get here how did you do what you do how did you know you wanted to do this and the answer is I didn't. Uh, I really had really no intention on being a sport psych consultant, um, being a CMPC, or even really being a therapist. I went into college to be a high school history teacher because I really liked history, and I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so you got that going for you. Um, but the thing is, is like, I think so sometimes it just happens. Once in a while, like you just you just fall into a career, and sometimes you just find a career and that's why those kinds of things are enjoyable. And then also opportunities just come knocking, you know? I mean, once in a while, like, people are like, oh, how'd you network? How'd you do this? And it's like, uh, you, you just talk to people. I don't really, like, that's the best advice I can give is, like, talk to everyone and anyone you know. You don't know who is going to be important to you later down the line, later down the road. And you also want to always leave a really good impression, right? Like, when I'm supervising or I'm talking to people about the field and, opportunities that they uh, they can take I, I just try to be nice and try to be myself and authentic right I, I want them to be a part of my network just as much as I'm now a part of their network you know what I mean I don't, I don't even know why we got on this but I was just thinking about that today while I was at the gym I was just like huh this is so interesting how this all happened yeah I mean I think the big thing for me right is I look at my past and my career so I had this like legitimate 
profession, right? I had a career. I had this whole kind of, hey, I'm a salesperson. This is what I do. I was in business. Uh, and to have the opportunity to just completely like on a dime change my entire life and decide I'm going to be a hockey coach now because that's what I like to do. It's, I don't know, it's kind of an odd, I stop and think about it sometimes, right? And I've almost like there's times in, where I've been like, man, I'd like to like create like a just a mini blog and like, or like vlog, right? And put it on YouTube. And like, how do you go from being a, a salary or a, a commissioned salesperson to a hockey coach? It's like, I can't even explain. People ask me how I feel sometimes. It's like, I think I retired at 30. Like it, that's what it feels like. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're doing truly what you love and, and so am I. And I think that's, that's, what's interesting, right? Like, you know, talking to high school kids and college kids, like uh, really college adults and high school adults, right. It's super important to remember that you don't always have to know what you want to do the rest of your life. I think that that's so valuable. Like, Sure, get an education, get experience, uh, make networks, build build relationships with other people and people around you. At the end of the day, though, like it's it's more about like just following your heart, doing what you love, and doing the right thing, and and being in sometimes the right places at the right time. It it truly is. It sounds so cliche to say, but sometimes you're just knocking on the right door at the right time that they need something, or that they're they're looking for something, or that they want something. And guess what? You just happen to provide that service or that uh, you have those abilities and those strengths or those skills and in, in walk in walks the door for you or you walk into the door, whatever. That was a tough go. Like you just struggled on that pretty heavily, which is awesome. And I love it. But I think the other part of it too, like you talked about just in general, right? Like talk to people around you, get to know people around you. It's an uncomfortable thing. Um, and it's funny because I talked to one of my buddies that, you know, I do a lot of hockey stuff with whatever. And one of the things he always comments about is like, Hey, you do a really good job of networking with other coaches and reaching out. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of coaches I've cold called, right. Quote unquote, cold, cold called, um, just to have a conversation with it and not in the terms of like, Hey, I want a job, but more of, Hey, can I come to practice this day? Can I watch how you do this? You know, can I spend a couple hours with you? Have a phone conversation just to try to learn and become a better coach and, and find different ways to do things. I don't think we do that enough in our, in our lives in general, right? If you can be a little uncomfortable, if you can go outside the norm, I think it puts you, it just puts you in a different space. I was talking to one of my players the other day and it literally asked a question. And my response, the first thing I said back was, I love the uncomfortable. I love when things are uncomfortable because it forces you to grow. It forces you to decide how you're going to approach things. Um, and I think it, it, it's just a different place to be. Yeah, dude. I mean, being uncomfortable just simply means that your body is not experiencing the homeostasis that it appreciates, right? It just means that it is in an uncomfortable spot. It's in a spot it's not used to. Uh, maybe it's an anxious-filled situation. Maybe it's the first time you're doing something. Or maybe it's the 100th time you're doing something, but this pressure or there's a situation that just makes it different. I mean, at the end of the day, being uncomfortable is when you know that something is changing. And it could take multiple times for you to be uncomfortable. I, I can remember um, talking to people, uh, my old jobs and everything like that, that were just older than me, had so much more experience than me. And it's like, who am I, right? Like, I'm just some guy. I'm just some guy who's brand new in the field, just kind of talking and trying to learn. But also, like, I have my own ideas. I have my own intuition and my own drive. And I want to share those things. One tip that really helped me, one of my old mentors used to tell me, just remember that they are just people. 
right? And everyone that you're talking to has, has usually been in the same spot that you have been in, right? Not every, you don't just start at the top, right? You don't just start as a manager. You don't just start as a CEO or a COO or a CFO or a head coach or whatever. Usually they have worked their way through just like you're trying to, or just like you're preparing to. So I think it's super important that we remember that, that these are just people and they're going to usually recognize that you're someone that they used to also be. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel you, you just end up building, right? It's, it's through your career. I think one of the things we see often and it makes it really hard is you almost hold yourself back, right? People around you are not really the ones holding you back. How hard do you, or like how badly do you want something? And I think that's typically, that's where the uncomfortable comes for me, right? Put yourself in a position where, are you a little underqualified at times? Yeah, sure. Maybe. Right. Uh, do you have the perfect experience every single time you take a challenge? I, I hope not. Right. Um, the head coaching thing for me, I've been an assistant coach for four years, obviously had, uh, assistant coaching and head coaching experience at lower levels, but college wise, right. This, you know, four years of assistant coaching. And then it was like, Oh, I guess I'm going to try to give this a shot. You know, when I put my name in, didn't expect to get the job, just had the hope of like, if I get it, I know I can do it. Uh, and it's been, I, it's been wild, honestly there. I've learned a ton. There's a lot of times where I've felt like, oh man, you know, moving into next season, I'm going to do this differently or that differently, but it's still been such a learning experience for me. I think at the end of it, I've, I've done a pretty good job not to like toot my own horn. Again, we've talked about this in the past, right? Like I'm not the person who's going to stand up here and be like, I'm the best this or that. I know I need to get better every single day. I continue to try to push myself, but I think I've learned a lot this year. And I think moving forward, it's going to benefit like who we are as a program. And I think it's just the approach that's taken every day. Yeah, man. I mean, I, and I've seen your growth. I've seen um, my own growth, right? Like doing this whole experience with you, but also, just every day, right? Like, I mean, it goes back to the quote uh, that I've shared before of like, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who somebody else is today. I think it's super valuable to always try and grow every single day, or at least look for those growth opportunities. I mean, for you, what do you think was the biggest challenge, like going from a salesman to a head coach? Um, and like, how did you handle it mentally? Like, how did you perform at the same level um, that you would have if you stayed a salesman? It's wild because I think there were a ton of like similarities and you just don't put them together. And that was probably part of the biggest thing for me, right? So you're a salesman, you're a salesperson, you have to stand up in, in front of a room at times or you're standing in front of people and you're basically trying to get them to buy into, you know, what you think is the best, right? Or your ideas, your mindset, whatever it may be. Uh, that was probably the hardest part for me as a head coach, though. <laughs> was was understanding that like you now have all the eyes on you you come in the room and you have to do it in the right way right you can't do it in a way in which uh overpowers or, or pushes your players in in a negative manner so you need to find a way to communicate with a group of people i i'll be honest like the sales thing for me was probably the best thing i could have had going into being a head coach uh, in terms of reading body language understanding, you know, each person works differently, trying to find that uh, relationship building in a short amount of time. You need that as a coach, whether you're recruiting or whether you're with your group that you're with. So I think having that experience made it a little bit more comfortable than I expected it to be out of the gate. But at the same time, I know like 
I can tell you, and and my players don't know it, it was super uncomfortable for probably the first week or two to stand up there, have to have the voice every single time, like have to be the person that really leads things. And that was like, that was the uncomfortable for me. That was working through that, trying to get myself through of like, I know I have the skills. I know I have the, the knowledge to be successful doing this. You still have to have yourself, you, you, you have to like prove it to yourself though, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, we, we talked about this uh, in probably season one when we talked about motivation, but uh, four of the key elements is just being genuine, authentic, knowledgeable, and interested. I mean, those, those four, as long as you can kind of come across genuine, authentic, knowledgeable, and interested, um, I, think, I think it's incredibly valuable. And, and getting up and doing something that you're probably not used to um, in that realm can be really challenging, even if you're used to it in another one. That's where that whole idea of like transferable skills comes from, right? But I mean, after you've done it a few times, now you're kind of getting the hang of it. But there's still those situations where it's like in between periods and there's different aspects of it where you're just like, oh, no, like this is different. This is new. I'm not really sure what to say or what to do, right? And sure, you know what you would want to hear or what you would want to say, but there's a whole different vibe when you're trying to also communicate to an entire team. And, and the hard part is, is Every team has different personalities, different ways that people are motivated, different ways that people are encouraged or supported or, or take feedback. It's it's a real challenge to be a head coach, and I don't think people always realize that like coaching is not an easy gig. Um, it can be incredibly difficult, and it's also uh, incredibly taxing uh, physically, mentally, um, and at times emotionally. <laughs> I want to like give you some like I totally disagree or whatever, but you're not wrong. It's it has its days, right? And I know you've you've literally lived through you and my wife are, are saints. Like you guys lived through more of my complaining and more of my just disbelief and questioning, uh, whatever it may be. I'll be honest. There's been times this season, and I think you've seen it much more than anybody. Especially like my wife, I try not to bring work home. That's something I've done for a long time of trying not to bring it home. I think you need that separation. But for me, like just questioning myself, right? Because I always feel like if something's not going right, it has to be something I'm doing. It can't be something the team's doing. So whether that's I'm not communicating my message the right way, I'm not teaching things the right way or in an effective way in which the team is picking them up. I think that's always the place I go to first is just that, you know, what am I doing wrong? And I think there's been times where you've, you've forced me to step back, right? Kind of take a different view, take a different approach. I think I've gotten a little better at at it as the season's gone on, but it's just one of those, you know, you have to take that like kind of 50,000 foot view at times and settle yourself down. It's not, it's not all in my control, right? I have 20 plus players that, kind of, you know, if they're having a good day or a bad day, that's going to affect their performance and that's going to affect the overall performance of the team as well. Yeah, man. I mean, and really the dynamics of teams are always different, right? And sure, I'm, I'm happy to be the guy that helps you reflect and realize things, but it's also super important that everyone else does too, right? You should really have a big support system, have people around you that challenge you and aren't just yes men right? Or yes, women. It's, it's, it's incredibly valuable to have people around you who look at things a little bit differently than you might because they help you really kind of see the world differently, see situations differently, handle situations differently, and problem solve differently. 
you know, when we talk about teams, there's always low achievers who view things uh, in a let's not lose kind of mentality, right? They kind of play not to lose. And then there's the high achievers who view things as challenges. No matter what it is, it's a challenge to them. We'd all like as coaches to have everyone be high achievers, right? We want everyone to view everything as a challenge and everyone to view things as like, I can accomplish this and this is going to be great. But in reality, you need the low achievers too, right? Because those people who play not to lose are also the ones who are playing their role and understand where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there. And they're not trying to do too much. And everyone needs role players too. And I think everyone wants their little Johnny or little Susan to be the high achiever, the star player. But in reality, like it's also super important that the athlete, the the person, whatever knows their role and like also performs their role perfectly or at the best of, of best of their ability. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, that's the struggle. It's been kind of wild to me, to be honest, because you look across the board I have found so many similarities to, you know, being like a business leader, like being a, a, you know, a CEO or a president or something like that in a company and being a head coach of a, of a hockey team or a sports team. I think there's so many skills that are transferable. There's a lot of things, again, you know, we talk about a team in the sense of, of just the sports team, but look into the business world, right? every business is built on teams. There's, there's certain people that have certain roles for certain reasons. And it's typically because it works to their strengths and what they can do well. I think there's times where people are not willing to stop and take, take the time to, Hey, what is my role in this group or team? How can I do things a little bit differently? And I think that's where you see underachieving, right? Whether or underperformance, whether that's in sports or in business. So I guess for me, like, having the ability to just kind of whether you're, you know, in your situation, you were talking about a parent or whether you're the player in the team, uh, regardless of its sports or business is sit back and take a minute, right? Who are you on the team? Do you know your role? Do you, can you define your role? Uh, and then are you putting yourself in a different role than where the team actually needs you? Right. Cause I think there's times where people are like, Oh, this is who I am on this team. Uh, and if they had taken some time to step back and look, it's like, oh, maybe I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not the goal scorer. Maybe I'm the, you know, the, I don't know, third line center who uh, makes sure that I don't lose uh, defensive zone faceoffs, right? And I know we're going to get us out of the zone and you're going to have your scoring opportunities, but you take pride in something completely different than somebody else, you know, maybe a, a, a starting defender or whatever it may be, like you. I think just having the priorities and, and being able to like read those situations more easily aligns you into where you fit into that team and how you can be successful in, in doing your part to make your team successful. I couldn't agree more, man. And I, I think it's important for people to ask, right? Like understand that it's okay to ask like, Hey coach, Hey boss, what is my, what is my role on this team? Like, what are you expecting of me? What are the expectations that you have of me? Um, and then also share your own expectations, right? You can accept a role on a team or in a job that you may not fully agree with, but it's also okay to share that you, you want more, right? Or that you, you don't want all the things that are on there, but you're willing to give it a try, right? Like it, it's okay to know yourself and talk about how like, you know, like I, you know, I was really hoping for a little bit more um, uh, opportunity, like maybe it's on the power play or maybe it's, you know, I was hoping for more opportunities in the second half or in the second quarter, or in the third quarter, whatever it is. Um, it's okay to share that, 
but also don't allow that to be your motivation, right? If that's your motivation to only, like, I'm not getting what I want, so this sucks, like, that's going to really not transpire over well, and you're probably not going to play very well because you're just going to be playing like a negative Nelly, and you're just going to look out, like, you're just going to look bored, and you're going to look unmotivated, unenthused, and no one really likes that, right? So ask questions, and then if you want more, ask for more, or say more, or ask the simple question of, what can I be doing so that I can do more or like so that I can do this? I think it's super important that people start asking more questions. Um, but on the flip side, it's really important for bosses, for head coaches, for uh, anyone in a role of power to be open to hearing feedback and also open to hearing people and what they want. Right. Sure. No, don't always you can't give everybody what they want. Right. But understanding and like hearing people out, it's just so valuable just to listen. Like, just listen. I, I, I don't know how else to say it. Like, just listen to people, hear what they want, hear what they have to say. And at the end of the day, if you think it's a bunch of malarkey, that's fine. Throw it in the trash. That's fine. It doesn't, they don't need to know, right? But at the end of the day, it's super important that you're at least listening. And people just want to know that their coach, their boss, their captain, uh, their best friend has their back uh, no matter what, even if it means like, well, well, I sounded really stupid there, right? Like support people. I think it's, I think there's not enough support going on. I think we're in such a culture of you're not doing your job. Get the hell out of here. It's all over for you. Goodbye. Um, and that, that kind of happens. And I think what's going on is in the world of business, right? It's so hard to uh, find people who want to work because I think people are sick and tired of that, right? They're sick and tired of this aspect of uh, I, I'm going to work my ass off for you, but you're not really going to respect me or give me anything that I'm asking for. Um, and there's nothing like that neutral respect feeling. I wouldn't want to work for that person either, right? Or work in that field either. So I think there has to be a kind of a culture shift. And I think it's starting to happen, right? Um, and it's it starts at the microcosm, like inside the home and, and all those kinds of things. It's, it's a bigger problem than I think we acknowledge. But definitely ask questions. And then also, if you're the person in authority, just listen. I think that's the, the, the end of that aspect. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And I think the other part of it too is just making sure – I don't know. Like when you say ask, right. Understand that when you ask that question, like you have to be ready for whatever answer comes back at you. Right. Uh, you can't get frustrated or be upset with that answer. You're asking somebody to almost open up a little bit. Right. And like have a genuine conversation. That person is trusting that you're not going to jump back down their throat afterwards. If they're going to give you the truthful answer. Right. I know for us, like, and we've talked about it a ton. I talk about it with our players all the time. I want to have honest conversations at any given point. Like I want everybody to know my door is always open. My phone is always on. You want to have a conversation. I'm willing to have that. I will never lie to you. I will always give you the truth. But on the other side of that, you need to understand that when we have that conversation, you may not always enjoy what I'm going to tell you. And it's from my point of view, right? At the same time, I think there have been many times this year where I've sat down, I've had meetings with players I ask questions of the players of, you know, how is this going? How do you enjoy this? How can I change? How can I do things differently? And I think that's something that we don't see a ton of either, right? So you're talking about, you know, maybe the questions aren't being asked or whatever, uh, but be open to to both sides of that conversation and make sure that you're willing to, if you're going to ask those questions, like I can tell you, I, I ask those questions. I'm always ready for the worst answer because I'd rather have that if it's the honest answer and understand that like maybe I need to make some changes as well. I think a really good example of this though 
is uh, the meeting we had when we went down to Pennsylvania as a group without sharing every detail or going like way deep into it. Right. I think, and you know, like you asked me a couple times after the meeting was over, like, Hey, how are you feeling? Like, what were your thoughts there? I think the meeting we had took a complete, I'll, I'll call it like a, a right hand turn, right? A hard right hand turn of just not where you and I expected to to have it go where it did. But at the same time, it was a moment of growth for our group where all of a sudden you could kind of see the elephant in the room, you know, kind of disintegrate, right? Everything, the hard, the hard stuff went away and all of a sudden everybody felt like they had a, a place to share and be open and honest without any kind of con- like major consequence or without losing an opportunity or things like that. Um, so I almost would, I'd be interested to kind of hear your perspective from that side of things. Uh, just in terms of of that stuff. Yeah, man, that meeting that we had was incredibly valuable. Uh, It it definitely went away that I wasn't anticipating either. Um, But that's the beauty of workshops, right? Like workshops sometimes open doors that you don't realize are always there. Uh, But really, they also allow the players and the athletes to, to connect on different levels. And I think that that conversation really changed the turn, um, to turn the tables that, that, that the season was kind of going in, right? Um, everyone kind of got a little bit closer. Everyone kind of meshed a little bit better. Uh, it definitely took a turn that I was like, oh, this was not the plan originally, but I mean, here we go, right? Um, and I think it sparked a lot of things. I remember the game that night, like we played really well, right? Sure, we didn't get a W, but I, I remember leaving that and being like, you know what? That's one of those ones where that's a moral victory. Like that's a team building victory. Like we looked good. We felt good out there. So I think it's super valuable that those kinds of things occurred. Uh, And I think that's the power of like sports psychology um, consultations and and sports psychology team workshops. I think that kind of stuff can be super valuable and it adds an element that isn't always there. And it also separates uh, the head coach from the players and allows everyone to kind of still be people and, and allows things to open up and discussions to be had that really lead to growth and, uh, a productive mindset. Yeah, it was wild too. Cause it was just <laughs> like, I always laugh about it. You asked me probably five or six times, like, Hey, are you okay? Like, Hey, how did you take that? And it makes me like, I just, even now I look back on it and I laugh. Cause again, I understand where you're coming from. Right. I think the big thing for me was we, we preface that immediately with don't hold your feelings back. Like we understand that the conversation we're trying to have may not come across perfectly, right? I'm not going to take your uh, your exact words for something frustrating, but more of the, I want to make sure you understand like, hey, this is exactly what's going on. I want your dead honest words. And then from there, you can kind of give me like, hey, this is what's going on. Or, hey, like I feel this way. We can work through the language of it later. So I think we just had Andrew fall off a cliff here. So I'm going to uh, go ahead and wrap this up for us for this week. Really appreciate you guys joining us as always. Going to try to probably keep this on a weekly basis, uh, but it may end up being bi-weekly. We'll see kind of what happens here, uh, or I guess bi-monthly it would be, not bi-weekly, but uh, we'll see how we're going to work it out. Again, trying to go probably weekly at this point. Really enjoying it uh, for, for both of our ends, but uh, we did just uh, set up an Instagram, so it's Mental Mind. Oh, 
geez, mental mindset podcast on Instagram. Go ahead and give that a follow for us. We're going to be releasing some different, um, you know, just, Hey, the show is released, things like that. And then we're going to have some small clips with it as well. Pretty good spot to catch some things as it happens. We may break off some, uh, some different things as well. After that, you know, you can get a hold of us as always mental mindset podcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions. We obviously would love to have that. And because Andrew's off the cliff and he dove into wherever he is, uh, we're going to wait until next week to get back to the piece of advice from him, but we'll follow up with that. Again, appreciate your time as always. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks. 